Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever for another week. I am your illustrious host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. What's going on, Kev? What do you got for me today? I got something for you. Uh, Fresh news this week. Um, Ooh, hot headlines. Very hot. And, you know, it's been a very spacey month. There's been new photos of the farthest reaches of our universe been very, very incredible cool. i set it as my phone background because it's magical Ooh, but neat you know space is a dangerous place. place it's dangerous oh. it's the final <laughs> frontier but that's it's, true you're but a moment away from uh death or worse and that's what we're coming to terms with today as it's just been announced that the first band to perform on the edge of space <sighs> will be the Chainsmokers. <laughs> you know, I thought when you said that, I thought Imagine Dragons. Uh, you know it was going to be one of these huge artists. Wow. And so they're going to play on the edge of space. They are now, going, what exactly does that entail? They will be in a pressurized capsule that will be tethered to a stratospheric balloon to perform 20 miles above the Earth. Oh, Wow. Hey, well, maybe up there they'll find some people who enjoy their music. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, man. That is wild. That is some wild stuff. The We are pushing forward as humanity. Now, uh, from that golden record sent out there to now we're actually just sending chain smokers themselves. <laughs> um, just out of the solar system. You go, are, guys. And so... You know how, like, the idea behind the golden record that was set in the 70s or 80s, whenever that was, mm-hmm. was, like, to give aliens an idea of, like, what American music is like? Now they're going to think it's just the Chainsmokers. They're like, that is our one representation of American, or Earth music, rather, not well, even American. in the hit Jodie Foster film, Contact, the aliens' first, uh, in, er, the first thing that we beamed into space was Hitler speaking, and that turned out all right. Not to compare the Chainsmokers Ooh. to Hitler. Jeez, I have not seen that movie, and now I'm curious. Oh, it rules. Go watch it. It's a classic. I've heard that. Um, but why don't we make contact with some great music? As we're going to play some fantastic new songs for you here on Best Song Ever. And you're going to start us off, right, Kev? I sure am. What you got? Virginia-based artist Kate Bollinger. Uh, her EP came out this April, and it, it flew over my radar. Um, I had not heard it until I stumbled upon this song. And it's really good. I like it. And one connection I discovered is that her uh, 2019 song, I believe, was formally sampled on the track Donda by Kanye West. Oh, uh, her... is that why? Because I was like, the name sounds familiar for sure. But when I went to listen to it, I couldn't figure it out. And I think it's a previous version of Donda that's since been changed. Oh, so she was one of those artists who maybe got yeah in the many uh, switch-ups on there. So I... I like it's very hard to confirm all this, like because there's no, right. I don't have a, I don't have the original Donda. You don't have direct line to Kanye. No, uh, but that's I don't know. That, that's something to think about in all these these changed albums that like like Lizzo recently changed a song because she used a term on it that was deemed somewhat offensive in like Brit- oh, really? Brit- Britain, yeah. Um, mm. And she was like, didn't realize like how she didn't realize. I don't know, but like she changed it. But that's just something that's kind of curious about all of this music changing. But anyway, yeah. Well, and it's like technology. Now we have the ability to go do that. You you've spent so much time asking if you could do it, didn't ask if you should do it. Yeah. Uh, but back to Kate. This EP yeah. is 
uh, a call to re-examine aspects of her life from a new perspective. And that's why it has the title, Look at It in the Light. Uh, and this EP is just... This, this album cover's fantastic, by the way. It's very cool. It's I believe it's her looking at... Looking at a smaller a version, small of, version herself. of herself. Yeah. Uh, so she, she challenged herself on this album. And uh, about the song I'll be playing today, she had this to say. There have been many times where I've been so afraid to uproot my life in some way, but just as afraid of what will happen if I don't. This song is a conversation with myself about avoidance, denial, being afraid of change, and being afraid of stagnating. And, uh, you know, where change is scary, sometimes it is comforting. And this, this track relies on that comfort of whether, you know, staying still or always moving forward. It's for us to decide. This track features really airy and ethereal vocals which i really enjoy and it does pose that question of of what is comfort is that something that we should attain or something we should seek elsewhere and uh Mm. i think rather than ramble on i'll just pose it and we can give it a listen so here's kate bollinger with who am i but someone Slap the old Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy on that song. Considered that slapped. Was, it is slapped. That was great. I mean, not only did you get some great guitar, and it was like nice and laid back, but still had a great like groove to it, and it was moving. But what really pushed it over the edge is the lyrics and the the themes that you were talking about. Already hitting close to home uh, with me. I mean, definitely like that. The pull of the comforts of of home and like where you're from. And like, especially now that I have my own house, it's like I barely want to leave the house sometimes. And, um, that's not great because, uh, you know, sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone. Um, so this definitely hit home. I love those opening lyrics about who am I, but the one to start out and finish in the place I came from. 
super i like i'm like i don't know if my mind is fully wrapped around what she's saying there but it's just beautifully written and uh really hidden close to home a lot of these lyrics and great sound and not the highest energy like you know usually i slap the old stamp of approval on a song that's a big old banger but that was just a great like gentle groove but every part of it was wonderful I feel like, because I I looked ahead when I went to play this, that our first two songs today are almost flip-flopped. Because... Oh, yeah. This this definitely is a song that you would bring. Uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. And I definitely am looking forward to this next song. So we're we're appealing to each other. Yeah, for sure. We uh, got each other in mind this time. That was Kate Bollinger with Who Am I But Someone from her EP, Look At It In The Light, out now via Ghostly International. And my next song comes from the amazing Canadian indie rock band, Always, spelled with two Vs. Uh, huge fan of their first album and their second album, uh, Anti-Socialites, came out in 2017. Been waiting for that third album. But uh, several things happened in between these couple, uh, between their last album and their new upcoming third record blue rev uh and not only was there you know that whole lockdown thing which is funny that i feel like most bands like it's hard to write a press release without mentioning oh yeah and this was delayed by uh lockdown or covid uh but also some just crazy life stuff happened to them that could have derailed this entire album and uh like a thief broke into Molly Rankin's apartment and swiped a recorder full of demos. Uh, their basement flooded, nearly ruined all the band's gear, uh, and they couldn't uh, cross the border, and so they couldn't rehearse for months with their new rhythm section, which is drummer Sheridan Riley and bassist Abby Blackwell. And so this album had a lot of things working against it, but uh, the band not only pushed forward and delivered 14 songs but they also kind of reinvented themselves and took the sound that we love everything we love about always but added some new stuff some surprises and just pumped it up to the max everything awesome about always so i definitely noticed that on this first single pharmacist uh when it came out that like oh this is like not what I was expecting. I was expecting something, maybe the pace of what we just uh, heard. And it's still got that sort of like floaty sort of beachy sound that always does sometimes, but it's like the guitars rip, man. These are some ripping guitars. There's a really interesting solo and you can just hear that this is like an interesting new chapter for the band. And uh, it took them a little while to get here, but I'm so glad they're back. So, um, do you have that prescription slip for me? Because if you just hand me that, uh, yep, we can get that filled while we take a listen to Always with Pharmacist. I know you back. I saw your sister at the pharmacy
ooh, that's this is a a hot diggity dog, uh, spelled with two V's and with some shredded cheese on top because that song shredded. Yes, uh, that was great. I it was like it was a banger. Uh, I liked yeah how I think this is a big guitar solo heavy episode because I'm bringing plenty. Uh, but this might have been the grungiest one that we're going to have. Yes. Um, and it's kind of interesting, too, because it's like it's kind of like that the the floaty, twinkly sound I would expect. But then, like you said, there's some grunge. There's some some shoegaziness to it, even with like how her vocals are buried a little in that first verse, like because the guitar is just like ripping uh, and. I loved all all the sounds like that. It definitely surprised me when I first heard it. And the more I listen, I just love it. And that happens all the time part just gets stuck in my head so much. It's like a less hyper hyper pop. Yeah, that's you know? that's interesting. It's like uh, hyper pop means jangle rock, which, uh, you know, they introduced me to the band Teenage Fan Club because they were like inspired by them, which like. You know, a lot of the Django rock that inspired the likes of Kiwi Jr. and Mm -hmm. all those bands we love. And uh, so I feel like they probably had like influences from like shoegaze and that as well. And so it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of got some punk energy to it because it's short and sweet and rips. But then it's also like got great texture to it. And uh, I was reading that they uh, came into the studio uh, once they were finally able to come to L.A., and uh, Sean Everett, who uh, produced for the likes of The War on Drugs and Casey Musgraves, uh, helped. He told them just like record all your songs, just go for it. And so they just like ripped through all the songs straight to tape, and then uh, he like helped add some of that texture and mess it up a little, fuck the sound up, how you hear, and it just like it sounds great. And so I'm super excited to hear all the new sides of always because I'm sure there will be many surprises throughout this album uh, and lots of new directions they'll be going in. Also, apparently there's a song called Tom Verlaine, who is the lead singer of television band. I love very much. So I'm very curious to hear that song as well, but when's it coming out? It's coming in the beginning of October, sir. So that was always with pharmacist from blue rev. And that is out. October 7th uh, on polyvinyl. So we don't have to wait too long. Couple months, right in time for spooky season. We'll be jamming out to some always. According to Joe Lopez of Big Dead Energy, spooky season has already begun. Um, yes. He's, he's insane, but he has made that he, claim several times. He's uh, unhinged. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to have a 2023 release t- touted out soon. Oh yeah, very like, soon. October probably. is is getting there. We're like yeah. we're gonna get there. We're getting close. We know it. Yeah. But going all the way back to April, where uh, Kate Bollinger's album came out, I don't know what I was doing because I was missing a bunch of good music, including my next song. Uh, that's mm-hmm. when Homegrown was released, the second album of 2022 from Cartoons, the nom de plume of Ben Carr, multi instrumentalist and producer. That is cartoons with two R's. As yes, I saw this in the playlist. Yeah, Uh, homegrown quickly shifts between genres, occupying several while remaining a bit undefined throughout. There's a lot of lo-fi hip-hop production to be found on this track and throughout the album, but it also kind of has some Motown and old-school R&B influences, but also a bit of indie pop. Like it's, it's nice. Like I said, it's occupying a lot. Um, and yeah. some of that old school flavor stems from this track's featured vocalist, Nigel Hall, who, in doing research for this track, I found out is actually part of a group I found on a whim a couple of years ago, Lettuce, who does some like really mm. trippy electronic funk instrumental albums. I, I really like fell in love with their 2019 album, uh, Resonate. I super oh, recommend nice. you and everyone else that this one's interesting to go check it out. Had I been on this podcast i probably would have put that in my top 10 of the 2019 um Dang. but cartoons is an artist i'm really excited to have discovered and i'm excited for you to check him out so let's give a listen to cartoons and nigel hall with groceries 
was very cool and an interesting sound he had a hell of a voice um yeah. and i hear he's a uh bassist read that and there's some great bass in there uh mr carr and uh yeah it was really interesting sound it's sort of like that like mayor hawthorne like throwback yeah uh, like nick waterhouse 60s sound like very... yeah um, new old sounding but yeah it was it was really nice but like you said some interesting production going on there as well but yeah that was really interesting i'm interested to hear more of cartoon stuff yeah it's lovely the, the album's really interesting it goes in a lot of different places like this is definitely i think the track that is most old newy sounding uh a lot of it is mm. I, I, like lo-fi is such a buzzy term i feel like these days but it does have a little bit of that production it's like high lo-fi it's fi. Yeah, well, and in like the '60s, it's fi. Yeah. Um, it's it's DIY fi. Um, and yeah, like well, in the '60s, like they didn't have some of that stuff. Sounds so great because it was uh, shitty <laughs> recording equipment at the time that couldn't get any better. So exactly. That was cartoons and Nigel Hall with groceries from a homegrown out now via Wichita Recordings. All right. Well, just as you had a joining of two talents coming together on a song, I have the same. And this is an artist from one of my favorite bands, Animal Collective, Mr. Panda Bear, Noah Lennox himself, uh, which love his solo work as well. And uh, for this, he's teaming up with Sonic Boom, which is the musical project of Peter Kember. And he's... uh, Worked under the name Sonic Boom, also worked on uh, Panda Bear's previous albums, and so they came together for this album, and wouldn't you know it, those dang lockdowns delayed a little bit. That's when this idea was emerging, but uh, but then they finally got to come together and make this album called Reset, which I feel like there's been sort of a theme of resets, reinventions, resets and ripping guitars that's like what we got going on this album or this episode among other things um but this is great like it's like we're saying with always like it sounds familiar enough that you're like okay i get that this is panda bear but enough of a new direction you can hear sonic boom contributing and the two of them collaborating to make a really interesting sound and you know panda bear's music is always not the obvious pop song it's always got some interesting switch ups and diversions and things that you're not expecting so that's definitely what you're going to hear on this song so let's take a listen to panda bear and sonic boom with go on
That's a beat you could set your watch by. Uh, I, <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, the boom, boom. Oh yeah, it, right. It you felt, got those big chimes. It felt like they were at a seaside and just like banging on stuff. It, like ultra textured song. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, and that's a lot of Panda Bear's stuff too. Uh, you get you get just all manner of sounds going on. Yeah, hundred percent. I I want to hear this in the context of the album because I'm sure it'll fit right in. Like I, you know, maybe like a B side. Yeah. I'm I don't know. I'm curious. Like, 
I, uh... It's track three, I know that. It's track three? Oh, alright, so I, I'm very curious to, to hear more. I think his stuff kind of shines in long form. Yeah. Um, I was reading the lyrics, too, because, I mean, I was just awash in all the sounds the first time I listened, uh, which, uh, like, I love that harmony when he's singing go on like the high voice uh when with that bong yeah uh, and then just the chaos of the give it to me where there's just like like those really like engine sounding synths uh and you know i was reading the lyrics because i started picking up on them which i don't always the first time you know when there's some a song like this with a lot going on um i love the hey in the beginning first yeah. off <laughs> it's very fun but um, the line, uh, the one about one dude's bread is another's tax. Like it's talking about money mm-hmm. and that's, it's interesting. Just a great, great lyrics written here because I love when lyrics are like, you know, cryptic enough that you could take a lot of meanings from them, but then you're kind of getting where they're going with it. Uh, they're leaving you a little breadcrumbs. And so that one was like lifelong sitting in a bank. One dude's bread is another tax thinking wealth inequality and that's like this whole thing is looking at like two different perspectives one dude's sweat is another's balm i thought oh that could apply to like work like sweat Mm -hmm. you know like the people who are hard working you know that's like somebody else's beauty product there and they're like the luxury um and then they give it to me to kind of different meaning for me where i'm like oh is this like greed it's like give it to me give it to me and then it just gets, keeps getting bigger and bigger as the sounds do in that chorus. So picked up on a lot of uh, new meanings in the lyrics that I didn't catch the first couple listens. So that's cool. I've been rewatching The Wire with Annie. Well, she's never seen it, but I have. And the second oh, season yeah. takes, it's all about the docs and like the Steven. Yeah, that's where I stuff. fell off. It's it's very good. It's just, it, it's a shift. But this song is like the season of the wire it sounds like a harbor it's, <laughs> and i mean that in the nicest way it's yeah, yeah. It, it's about you know the sweat off your back and what it's worth like it's it's right up there, there so you if go. you like this luke watch season two of the wire okay you heard it here folks panda bear and sonic's boom reset the wire of albums in 2022 the wire or season the two. wire season two yeah yeah we gotta be of 2022 <laughs> Now, what was The Wire Season 2 of 2021? That's what I'm curious about. You need to give me The Wire Season 2s of all previous years, and they don't have to be albums. It can be anything. <laughs> um, by the end of this episode, I'm going to give you 2021s. I'm going to figure <laughs> it out. Okay, there you go. Um, so that was Panda Bear and Sonic Boom with Go On from Reset, and that is out August 12th um, on Domino. Buffalo-based Quentin Brock just dropped a super solid album a few weeks ago. The first single is also the lead track, and it does a great job of setting expectations of the album, but it doesn't give it all away, because there is plenty of places for this album to go. This album features a solid, energetic 17 tracks draped in melodic guitar riffs and Quentin's upbeat vocals. Uh, It's a bit of a mix of funk and pop-punk, uh, which rhymes now that I'm saying it out loud. Uh, but the album, entitled My Shadow, is filled with confidence, but vulnerability, humor, but drama, and just everything in between. And Quentin's songwriting is just very precise, but really skillful. Uh, it's only 33 minutes long, so each one of those songs nope. does what it Love wants, that. you know, tells its story, and gets out. Uh, and that's definitely accomplished by the track I'll be playing today. This even manages to fit a guitar solo in, as all of mine have today. Um, Love it. But it keeps a frantic pace and is a true dynamo. So let's give a listen to Quentin Brock with My Shadow. I've grown So I've grown scared 
his all he got his all running around here without his cut off. His looking like <laughs> cut off. Q. You you know I gotta give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. Let's go. Short, sweet, and so neat. That's what that song was. And my Spotify uh like thing wasn't moving, so I never knew when it was gonna end. <laughs> but I was like, there's only a hundred and four or a minute forty nine seconds and it felt longer because a lot happened in there, you know? You yeah. had that the a couple of few verses I was quite engrossed with the story of the shadow and what that represents. Like if that's an alter ego or like, you know, Mm -hmm. a like more like, I don't know. Is that like Val in broad city, which is Abby's like drunk persona (laughs) giving away all his secrets. Or is that like him in a certain state? Very interesting. Uh, So yeah, like the story of the lyrics really grabbed me. Uh, But then you said that great, uh, that great, like pop punky sort of like early emo ish sound. But yeah, it was kind of like funky and just had a, another like gentle groove, but then it rips there at the end. You get that riffing guitar solo. Uh, so yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Really want to check out this album. Uh, Quentin sounds sweet. Yeah. I, uh, I found this song just, you know, looking for stuff and reached out and got it. Uh, and it was the fourth song I got for last episode, but I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put this in the can, save it for later. And then in the time since the album came out, I I didn't know it was coming out. So I was like, Oh wow. And then I saw a TikTok where it's like, these are the albums you need to be listening to from this week. And it was on Mm. it. And I was like, Oh wow. Like this is like very serendipitous that this is like the time of this song slash album. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've only given it like one or two listens, but I've really liked it. Nice. I'm excited to listen to it. That was Quentin Brock with My Shadow, the title track off of his latest album, Out Now, via Shadow Panther. Ooh, Shadow Panther, which is what's on the album cover. Yeah, it's very on brand. Picture of a panther, which, you know, my uh, cat Annie is all black fur, and uh, my parents were saying we should name her Shadow, but I felt like it was a little cliche. Well, the nose. So we, we went with Annie, a human name, naturally. <laughs> it's a good human name. <laughs> yeah, but... The Shadow Panther album cover looks really cool, and that also intrigued me into wanting to listen to the album. All right, well, my last song comes from another Canadian. You know, we got Always on here. Great, great crew of Canadians here. Um, This is Canadian glam, art rock, singer, songwriter, and producer, producer, Art Deco. Producer was such a cooler name. Producer. Well, I think I said, you know, I was thinking about this happens all the time. Also, like when I'm playing piano, sometimes like the thing you're thinking about coming up was mm-hmm. the Art Deco. And so I put that O back with producer. Um, so, yes, he's a producer. And I just realized today that Art Deco is supposed I think it's like a first name, like Art Garfunkel art deco like i didn't get that i'm and i think that is the (laughs) meaning um might be setting up an interview with him so maybe i'll be able to ask so uh (laughs) but i was like oh that's that's cool it's like art is the first name but it's a d apostrophe ecco and uh i think the track i had previously heard was head rush which is his most known song highest played on spotify but this album sophomore album is after the head rush and uh it's he was saying it's sort of like when he came home after years of like touring and being out there and like dealing with like the highs and lows of life the uh the extreme high and the come down uh and what i really love about this sound it's a similar to panda bear it's a very big sound but uh a very full and exciting sound. And he said, I wanted to produce a big, bright, sparkly album along the lines of something you'd hear in a Tears for Fears or Peter Gabriel record or something Bob Clear Mountain would have mixed in the 80s. Uh, so I think uh, I think you'll really appreciate this sound, Kevin. There may be a certain instrument that you love a solo from, and I'm not talking about a guitar. Um, and... Uh, He's got that on a couple of uh, the songs, but 
I almost picked uh, the first track because it's very different vibe, and that's what we've been saying about a lot of these artists. Like, interesting uh, ground that is covered on this album. Each song brings a new world of sound, a new vibe. And uh, so why don't we take a listen to Run Away, which is a very sunny, upbeat, and catchy uh, sound, but definitely you can hear that maximalism going on, and you'll get maybe a little sax. Yes! So, <laughs> so let's take a listen to Art Deco with Run Away. Enormous. Uh, still covered in shredded cheese from the two songs ago. <laughs> Foot long, hot dickety dog. That absolutely yeah. ruled. I love it. That's, right. Yeah, that was so... It's a flute solo, too. I, As a former flautist, uh, having not played since... Is six, that what that was? That It sounds, sounded like it, yeah. Yeah, it sounded like some, some breathy instrument. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it that ruled that. I mean, the the backing yeah. vocals too; those were incredible. This, uh, I immediately like thirty seconds in, I dragged it into my music playlist. Like, yeah, it, it's in, it's locked. I love it. Uh, I want more. When's when's it coming? It, hey, just came out. This whole album you can dig into, what? and uh, you know, it uh, it. Is inspired, like he said, he's inspired by a lot of like 80s rock and it goes a yeah. lot of interesting places. And so I feel like it's definitely right up your alley, Kev. Um, and I've very much been enjoying it. Uh, when I said there was n- not a guitar solo, I questioned myself when there was some heavy feedback and I was like, 
wait, is there a guitar solo? And that's, oh no, you get some sax or whatever that horn was. I think it was the sax. And so it's just an amazing sound that he's putting out on this album. So that was Art Deco with Runaway from After the Head Rush out now on Paper Bag Records. All right, well, we got one thing left to do, and that's talk about the new Music Friday releases out today that we are excited to listen to. In shouts. I'm really excited for this album from Beach Bunny, Emotional Creature. Yes. I I loved their EP from last year. Uh, Good Girls Don't Get Used was like, I think it was somewhere in my top 50. Yeah, that song rules, so I'm excited to hear more from them. Uh, We have Jack White with Entering Heaven Alive. I didn't know this album was coming. I feel like the... The press. One either. The the press for last one was so big, like we knew it was coming out. And now the surprise yeah. drop, or I I've maybe heard, it's a B sides or a live thing. Who knows? I've heard um a lot of really positive reviews about his last album that I didn't love. So I've I've been meaning to go back and re listen to it with a an open mind. So maybe this is the catalyst to do that. Um, yeah, he's like someone who I haven't loved his like solo output, uh, all of it, mm-hmm. but he's still Jack White. Like I yeah. still respect him and will listen to it. And there's always like a couple good songs. That I, one with Q-Tip is really good. I always, I, I very rarely dislike something. I just say it's not for me. Um, yeah. And then we've got the Kooks with 10 tracks to echo in the dark. If I had been on Spotify in like 2008, uh, like um always where i needed to be would be my number one track yeah. i listened to that constantly in high school um so I, i'm actually band. yeah I'm, I'm curious i haven't listened to one in a very long time so i'm gonna check this out and me neither see. so what's up with it luke what you got all right well first up rico nasty you love some new rico one of the best rappers out there today i heard some some uh, song on TikTok uh, coming from my wife's phone, and I was like, "Is that Rico?" And she was like, "No." So I'm like, "Hey, someone's jacking her style." But I love loved her anger management uh, album with Kenny Beats, where she brought out the growling anger side. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to hear what she does on this new album, Las Ruinas. Um, speaking of Kenny Beats, I'm very excited. Mozzie, legendary rapper. Worked with, uh, I think Kendrick Lamar shouted him out like in his acceptance speech years ago. Um, but I think he might be a little underrated. I don't know. Uh, cause I hadn't heard of him for a long time, but Survivor's Guilt is coming out. And his, uh, he did an episode of The Cave with Kenny Beats. And Kenny was like, This is too good. We can't put this out. And I just watched his freestyle over and over again. Like, the song is so good, and I've been waiting for it to come out, so I hope it's on this album, because I think that's what they were saying, is we're not going to put this out. Like This is like your official song. So, excited for that, Mozzie. Um, and then we got Joey Badass with 2000. Haven't had an album from him in a while, so interested to hear that. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert with Red and White. Skirt. Love a little emo rap. Yep. Uh, and, you know, uh, Baby Keem... Uh, said he loves like little Uzi Vert and was sort of influenced by his sound. And so I, I like, uh, I feel like I didn't give Uzi the uh, respect he deserved early on. And now I've been appreciating his music more. Speaking of, the melodic blue absolutely is the wire season two of 2021. Oh, I, he's I on went, a dock. Yeah, exactly. Holy I went and shit. I scrolled through Spotify really quick <laughs> while I was listening to um, like, well, the last song. And like that, I was like, that's it. And I'm glad you reminded me because wow. I had already forgot. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nice. You're welcome. I um, did it. And uh, last but not least, uh, shouts to Ty Seagal, who is a good rock artist. I like him. I just don't listen to him that often. But Spotify said, your favorite artist today. And I looked at the list and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, but Ty Seagal was on it. And I'm like, no offense, Ty, but you're not one of my favorite artists. I don't know how that ended up. Who knows what Spotify's up to? But hello, hi. Uh, I haven't checked out Ty's stuff in a while, so maybe I'll check this one out because he's good. He's just very prolific, and I haven't kept up with a lot of his stuff, so check it out. Nice. 
Well, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff over there. And, of course, offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. My interview with the great Billy Woods is up there uh, now, so you can go check that out. Yeah. Um, And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is best song ever. Chainsmokers in space! Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.